think about your demon that bound to catch up one day. I'd rather see you stand up the face than run away. I understand this mess is not the coolest to stay, but if you're done to try, I know of a better way. Meditate. What's good, hip hop? What is good? It's your boy Rob D in the building for episode 13 of the Transformation of Hip Hop. Uh, we are making a stop in the Ville with J. Cole. One of the coldest rappers in hip hop and probably in the history of hip hop, but definitely one of the three kings and the queens uh, series that we have for the last four episodes. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, J. Cole, man, the first time I heard J. Cole actually was in 2009 and that was on uh, Jay-Z's Blueprint 3. He was on a song on Jay's album called The Star Wars Born and it was kind of kind of catchy, kind of hooky. And I was like. Yo, who was this dude? Like this new kid. Okay, well, let me keep my eyes on him. I did not know at that time that J. Cole was going to be the man that he is now, way back in 2009, signed the Rock Nation and has given us a lot to think about in these past 10 years into the future of hip hop. So, uh, my special guest today, one needs no introduction, one does because he's new to the platform. Uh, we got Mac Xavier in the building. You already know what it is, man. And I recruited Mac Xavier for this episode because he reminds me a lot of J. Cole. Like, if you all listen to Mac Xavier's music, you're going to see a lot of parallels in his style, his rhyme patterns, his, his cadence very much mirrors J. Cole. So he's making his fourth appearance on the podcast. So he's definitely an alumni, one of the beloved guests that we've had on the, on the platform. And then we have a new uh, guest coming on. Uh, Restarts coming in from the Midwest as well. He's coming to hang out with us. We're doing Restarts back-to-back. We're doing running back series of read next week. And uh, I'm going to bring these folks in so you all can meet them, feel them, see what's good. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Reed first. Reed, talk to the folks, man. What's good? Big homie, introduce yourself and give us a little bit about uh, how or why you fell in love with this great culture we call hip-hop. Hi, everyone. Name's Reese Starks, 21-year-old uh, rapper, artist from the Midwest, specifically Central Illinois, 217. Hi. Um, fell in love with hip-hop one day, writing down, uh, say about seven years old, big grunge guy, so I was listening to grunge. Wasn't really put on the hip-hop like that. And I've been around it all my life because Eminem and everything, but I wasn't really embedded into it like I was that day when we rode the Chevy down Dirksen Parkway in Springfield, and my stepdad um, blasting Kanye's graduation and Nas's um, Illmatic with New York Oof. State of Mind being my favorite song Oof. ever. And when I heard that verse, when I heard New York State of Mind, I was like, okay, if this is what it's about, it's definitely what I want to tap into. And then ever since, I never looked back. It's always been, always wanted to get back to the culture of hip hop. I just want to know deep, deeper roots of it, everything. So I'm happy for you bringing me on today to discuss everything so and i i love your platform and i've heard about you so i'm happy to be on here where you're now part of that story man you're part of the alumni family so thank you thank you for your passion thank you for being a, a young mind we got one of the probably one of the younger cats we've had on the platform so i love to hear uh from the the new generation and how they view hip-hop so thank you brother appreciate you uh mac xavier an alumni with that dea2 t-shirt on and everything man what's good big homie what's been hey. going on with you mac what's happening bro what's good talk to the folks man what's up family um man i'm i'm happy to be back man you know it's always love when i can come on and 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 talk hip-hop you know i love talking hip-hop music in general but especially hip-hop 
Um, honestly, man, I've, I've just been trying to get settled. Um, for people who don't know, I just moved from Georgia a few months ago. So I just, I just moved out here to Texas, man. So I'm trying to get settled, trying to get, uh, everything situated, but yeah, man, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, I love talking hip hop with you, man. I love what you're doing. I love your grind. I love your hustle, man. So I respect it. Um, if y'all don't know, man, Rob is, is one of the dopest podcasters in the business period podcast no matter what podcast you're talking about man rob is one of the dopest so it's truly a pleasure man and he's a he's a dope person too dope individual as well so it's it's an honor to be here man i'm I'm happy to i'm happy to be back talking to talking with y'all hip-hop man for real word man that's love mac thank you so much and just for anybody else for any context um just recently the podcast just uh hit number 15 on the apple podcast charts man so we still grinding so that's that's a testament to all of you all the listeners the followers uh, watching us move and talk about hip hop. And we appreciate you all. And also hopefully everybody had a great father's day when you're watching this and hope you had a great um, freedom day for Juneteenth as well, too. Uh, glad. Love to see how our, our United States are celebrating Juneteenth and giving back uh, to our ancestry and so on how much that African-American culture means to uh, the story of the United States. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you ever had a great holiday weekend. We got to get to J. Cole, right? Let's get to the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Roll that tail of the tape real quick. J. Cole is a $60 million net worth as of 2022. Nine-time BT War Hip Hop winner, one-time Billboard Award winner, one-time Grammy, which we'll get into in a second. He is a part of the 2010 XXL freshman class. And we're going to talk about J. Cole in the time period of the transformation. Uh, he dropped the Cole World. September 2011, Sideline Story, one-time platinum album, which, you know, y'all know the hits, man. Can't Get Enough, but Trey Song, Sideline Story, Mr. Nice Watts with J-Hope, In the Morning with Drake, and Nobody's Perfect uh, with Missy, and one of my favorites is Workout, which kind of towards the end of the album. Uh, a great way for him to introduce himself to the hip-hop culture at that time. Then he graduated to Born Center, June of 2013, two-time platinum album. Uh, Y'all know the hits, man. Landed the Snakes with that outcast sample. Power Trip with Miguel. She Knows Forbidden Fruit with K-Dot, which is a sample from the Tribe Called Quest Electric Relaxation, for those of you that are hip-hop heads out there. Uh, Crooked Smile with TLC, and he let Nas down, which I see a lot of, when J. Cole was coming up, Nas was one of his idols, and he felt like he let Nas down. And then he made another track afterwards talking about how he, he made Nas proud, I think is what the other one's actually called after that. Then a transformation of J. Cole takes place. And what I mean by transformation, I think more of a maturation process takes place. He drops on us 2014 Forest Seals Drive, a three times platinum album, his most successful album to date, uh, released in December of 2014. And we're going to talk a lot about that particular album that album in my eyes is the best in this catalog and probably one of the top 10 albums in this time period of hip-hop wet dreams talking about the first time he has sex uh a tale of two cities which everybody has used that track to make remixes and things like that firing squad Santro pay on his way to hollywood i love Santro pay that song is so fire jmod and y'all read between the lines i know what that means no role models recipes to uncle phil apparently love yours i mean that album is phenomenal it's a phenomenal body of work in hip-hop definitely one of the top 10 in that time period and then in july 2016 there were talks about j cole retiring from hip-hop uh which is a common you know through the rumor mill then he decided to come back and do for your eyes only in december 2016 one-time platinum album for your eyes only was dedicated to his daughter 
uh, because he wanted to leave a body of work behind for her to look back and look at J. Cole and his artistry, Deja Vu, which uh, which is a kind of a um, there was some controversy back and forth between the sample with him and uh, Bryson Tiller at Exchange kind of sounds like very much the same, but very, very good song. Nonetheless, Bill Mentality, She's Mine, One and Two, and the Neighbors Think I'm Selling Dope. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite songs on there. And then my favorite K, uh, I'm sorry, my favorite uh, J. Cole album is KOD. Um, one time platinum in April 2018. Uh, I think the whole album is actually a run, to be honest. The only song I really don't feel always was Motivate, uh, but the rest of the album is fire. KOD, Photograph, The Cutoff, ATM, Kevin's Heart, Brackets, Once an Addict, Friends, which how I started the episode off, which is a, a snippet from Friends. 1985, I'm Alive. Uh, and then after that was July 2019, Revenge of the Dreamers Part 3. Uh, one time platinum album, Under the Sun with the Baby, Costa Rica. And of course, one of his favorite songs is The Middle Child. We'll talk about that here in this episode also. And then what I also put down is a couple of, couple of singles we got some features on. Uh, I only want to give it to you with L. Varner back in 2012. The Party Joint with him and Beyonce. Everybody knows about him in Planes with Jeremiah. Come Through and Chill with Miguel a lot with 21 Savage, which is where his Grammy comes from. Uh, the London with Young Thug. Uh, album of the Year Freestyle from the Uchi Wally joint, which is nasty. So nasty. Pablo uh, uh, Boat with him and Royce the Five Nine, which is another song y'all need to go back and listen to if you're a hip hop head. Uh, and one of my favorites is his song with Boss. Uh, my well, my N word just made bail. And he says, free your mind, everything to follow, won't you? That was my shit, man. That is my shit. So that's the premise for Jermaine Cole. Shout out to Supreme Gene, too, man. Always talking about those, those snippets about when J. Cole drops an album, man. So shout out to them fellas when doing uh, supporting J. Cole throughout his entire career. But where do we start, y'all? Where do we start? Reed, where do we start? Let's start with this, man. What is a... I do, I do two parts. Tell us about the first time you actually heard J. Cole, what impressed you about him, and what are some of the verses or, uh, you know, uh, or lyrics that come to mind on some of the songs that he's written in the past 10 years? Uh, like you said, the first time I actually heard him was A Star Is Born, because I'm a big Hove fan. I was like, I was kind of like, you. I was like, all right, he's, he's kind of nice. Like, I didn't know him at first, but I was like, if Jay-Z's trusted him to hop on a track, because the room, not the rumor, but I think like the fact is that he wrote the verse while he was with in the studio with him making the song, which makes it even more legendary because that's Hov sitting in front of you and you're making a verse from your own mind in front of one of the greatest of all time. And he approved of it and you recorded it. So that already goes from as it is. But yeah, that was the first time I heard him. Then I really delved into him, the sideline story, all bunch of good tracks. I feel like it was. Kind of like he had to have that mainstream one to push him a little bit. Understood that. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Born Center, I'm on the teeter of liked it and really loved it. Yeah. Or loved it. Then when he when he transitioned to old man dread J. Cole, basically, <laughs> the game was on notice. That man, he has some of my some of my favorite verses from the what is it? Four Sills Drive. Four Your Eyes Only, KOD in the offseason, and with um, the Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite collabs, like put-together projects of all time. Absolutely. Considering, considering rap and hip-hop, amazing what he did with that. And all like the artists that are on there are mostly independent, which I love. Right. But 
I there's a lot of verses I could pick. I think one of my underrated, one of my top ten favorite songs of all time is "Change" by him on um, Forest Hill Drive. Okay. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days, and with Ari Lennox in the back, just taking it. I just think that line suits everything that I have done up to this point in my adolescent teens. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. My intuition tells me a lot, but a lot of me doesn't know that there'll be better days. I keep telling myself there will be until it happens. And then when it does happen, my intuition told me to how I perceive it. So I kind of run with that. And then sacrifices, Hmm. sacrifices, sacrifices. I have a fiance. She's my ride or die. We've been best friends for so long. That verse reminds me so much of a verse I made a while back for her. And I'm not trying to like include myself into that, but listening to him talk about essentially, even if he's not talking about his wife, because we all know he has a wife now and he has kids, but listening to that really brought towards the eye, like people have been on logic and um, been on logics and chance case, which I love both of them respectfully about loving their wife. But the way Jay Colse was talking about it, like we understand that you love your wife, but he went more introspective with it. Like he was, it was a little bit more personal. I feel like I'm not throwing not, knock at them because I love them too a lot. But the way Cole said it is how I would see like somebody like Matt going on a song about sacrifices and making that. By the way, Matt, you need to make a sacrifices remix to that. <laughs> you spit a verse, right. I'll spit a. You just send me the beat. But when I listen to that, you can't be everything to everybody. I want to be your lover, your best friend, your Batman, Spider-Man, shoot the rifle, shoot out the rifle's hand, and kill you up. And a whole, that whole verse. That whole and verse then, is fire, that, yeah. And he has, obviously, he has all the guest verses that are crazy. Bob Boat's crazy. A lot's probably his, what might be his best feature verse, arguably, maybe. Um, The stuff he does with Boss, obviously, they always make fire. I think my favorite, favorite of him and Boss is the one you pointed out, um, Night job and um, tribe, those yep. are. Like, but those those three like definitely, and then obviously, regardless of color, everybody was bumping no role models. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Any everybody was bumped. First things first. Rest it's in peace, peace, Uncle, Uncle Phil. Phil. <laughs> For real, everybody's bumping that, and that's like my favorite anthematic joint mm-hmm. of any music. So just like stuff like that is what really made me fall like deeply in love with his music. That's yeah. what really got me is when I, cause I love, cause I love the stuff that's like introspective and stuff that you wouldn't think about if you put pen to paper, but if you put pen to paper, here's what it would sound like. Right. Stuff like that is really why I love hip hop. There's rap. definitely layers. Uh, what I would say that read is layers to hip hop, right? You got, you know, uh, your, your bottom tier, middle tier. But when you get to the top tier, you start making people rewind and, and be like, oh, shit. Like, what did he just say? That's when you know you've got something. And to go back to the recipes um, for Uncle Phil, like when I was growing up in the 90s, you know, a lot of my homeboys didn't have their dad. They had Uncle Phil. Like, that's that is real shit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not make believe. Like everybody didn't have some a lot of my homeboys. You know, they're probably watching right now like, damn, Rob, you're right. It's good. A lot of my homeboys didn't have fathers. We had Uncle Phil on TV. Uncle Phil was tough. Uncle Phil was compassionate. Uncle Phil was in your ass, but he loved you at the same time. You know, what a, what a father is supposed to look like on TV as in regards to representation in, in black culture. 
it's Uncle Phil. Like, you know what I mean? Like, real talk. Like, and that just, that, that's going to stay, that's going to stand the test of time forever, man. We all going to know that verse. We all going to know that for road, no role models forever. That's always going to be solidified, that verse, man. So, so thank you, Reed, for kicking us off. And Mac, same question, man. Like, when did you first hear Cole? And what are some of the, the tracks that resonate with you? Because to me, like I mentioned to you all, to the audience, if you have not heard Mac Xavier and you're listening to him for the first time, I want you to go back and listen to his music. Go back on uh, either whatever your pl platform is, Spotify, Apple Music. I don't care what you got. Go back and listen to Mac Xavier because I'm telling you what, Mac Xavier to me is the parallel of J. Cole. He, he has a lot of the similarities. I'm not gassing the man up. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm, I would never gas anybody up for no reason. The man is the truth, man. So I want to put that out there first and foremost. But the question again, Mac, talk to us, man. Your first time I heard J. Cole. And what are some of the tracks you go back to, my young brother? First of all, man, thank you. Uh, it's an honor. I mean, it's an honor to be to be in the same conversation in terms of style or to be compared in any kind of way to uh, definitely who I deem one of the three best artists of this generation, no question. Um, first time I heard Cole, man, it was, um, it actually wasn't uh, a hip hop joint. It was actually the the All I Want song he did with Miguel. Okay. Um, and when he first came in, I was like, man, who is this guy? I like his voice. I like how he sounds like. And I like what he's talking about. Like, I like, I like this joint. So I, and then I went and then I found out, okay, it was J. Cole. It's J. Cole. Okay, well, I'll keep a, I'll keep an eye out for this guy. And then, of course, who that came out. And then I was like, oh, okay. So that, and that was the first, that was the first hip hop joint that I heard from Cole. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I, I dig this. I did this joint. I like his, I like his confidence. I like how, I like how his voice cuts through the beat. And I like his beat selection as well. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I found out he was signed to Jay, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is this what this is. So he's gonna be he's gonna be around for a minute then, because if if he got the cosign from Jay, because Jay don't give a lot of people cosigns. So if he got the cosign from Jay, then this is you know this is this is this dude is legit. Um, and then I heard a little bit of his story. You know, what I'm saying going to school, um, get having actually having his college degree, which I respect. Um, getting his degree from from St. John's in New York and, and living in New York and, and grinding away um, in that in that studio apartment that he was in um, and and working as hard as he did, man, to 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 get that to get that deal and 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 going to rap in front of Jay Z and and printing out his demo and and standing outside of Jay Z studio and and doing all the stuff that he did to grind the way he was getting to, man, it was, it was inspiring, bro, for real. Right. Um, and then of course, you know, you'd go down the pipeline, um, sideline story, um, even back to Friday night lights, I love Friday night lights, um, going back to sideline story. Um, and then of course, you know, born center, I love born center, born center was dope, super underrated album, in my opinion. Big facts. Big um, facts. Chain and day, chain and day was amazing. I love chain and day. I love that song. Um, and then, of course, like y'all said to y'all's point, man, um, 2014 Four Sills Drive is where you really started to see the, the the maturation point, not even just as an artist, but as a man. Because yeah. um, if you look at like the interviews that he did, like you can definitely see like a turning point in his life from 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 the, the cold, the sideline story, born center era where he was just entering the game and he was really trying to establish himself and and he was really trying to. Um, in a way, kind of, kind of work his way out of, from from under Jay Z's shadow and really be his own man to the 2014 Forces Driver, where and the era that followed after that, where he was really coming into his own. Um, he was really, uh, really taking a turning point um, in his manhood. Um, 
and the things that he talked about, not just in his music, but in his interviews as well. And then, of course, you know, For Your Eyes Only, KOD, uh, the offseason, um, you know, we know the rest of the story from there. Um, yeah. Going, you know, going again, going back to what you were saying, Rob, um, being able to to have have the level of success that he had with no features on his albums. That's a really hard thing to do, especially in this era where um, where features are are the are the big thing. It's all about who you got on the song with you. It's all about um, you know what I'm saying how many people can you get on the song? Who's who had the best verse and yada yada yada. Um, Cole was actually able to, to break through the mainstream and 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 really touch the masses um, with that 2014 Forest Hills Drive joint. Um, triple platinum with no features, man. That's almost unheard of. Unheard of. Today's, that is unheard of. Yes, absolutely. Like for real. So I respect the hell out of Cole for being able to do that and do it on his own terms. You know what I mean? Um, and and I think the off season for me, man, is 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 always going to be one of my favorites because, in my opinion. Even though Cole was able to really cut through the cut through the masses and, and really touch the mainstream um, with those with those three joints, uh, Forest Hills, uh, For Your Eyes and, and K.O.D., man, even though he was able to touch those touch the masses with those. I think the offseason to me, in my opinion, was the first album that I heard from him the, where there was where you could tell where he wasn't feeling any pressure and there was nothing for him to prove. You know what I mean? And it, where it was just, you know, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do the music that I want to do. I'm going to make the music that I want to make. And I'm going to I'm going to have fun and I'm going to show you that I am indeed one of the biggest artists of this generation. Um, because I think we were talking before before the podcast started, yeah. um, before this episode started, like when Cole came out, especially after Born Center. Like everybody was putting him, uh, uh, him, K-Dot and, and Drake as the the three the three biggest artists of this generation and rightfully so because they are um everybody was trying to figure out you know who's the best is it is it Kendrick is it Drake is it Cole yeah um you could tell like up until that point like that was really weighing on it you know what I mean um and then after Heaven's EP uh, where he kind of addressed it um after after that you kind of knew like and even even in the off season like you kind of knew like that was the first time where the pressure wasn't on him, where he was like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the compa the comparisons. I just want to make the music that I want to make. And I want to, I want to say what I want to say and I want to have fun with it. Um, and even, even in the, in the, in the label they created, man, you could tell like all those artists, um, all those artists just, they want to make great music and they want to have fun. Um, so I respect the hell out of him for that as well. Um, as far as the verses, man, there's so many, man, it's hard to pick. It's so hard to pick the one. It's so hard to pick one or two because there are so many of his that I love. Um, Sacrifices is absolutely a big one for me um, because, like, you don't really hear in the in an era where um, gangster rap is 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 super prevalent, man, and everybody wants to talk about how how hard they are and how many people they've shot and yeah and how many you know what I'm saying how gangster they are. Cole was like, Nah, I'm gonna tell you about. I'm gonna tell you about how amazing my, my wife is and how amazing how amazing my family is for for sticking behind me and standing with me um through this journey and that's Big what's facts. real you know what I'm saying to be yeah. able to to be able to and to be able to like reset man to be able to come across the way he did without coming across preachy or coming across um like he's like he's trying to sell you something like nah I'm just telling you how amazing how right or die my chick is. Um, so for him to be able to do that in that in that fashion, man, was amazing. Um, 
another one, man, another one I love. I love middle child because Cole really is a middle child um, to be able to, like I said, to be able to be signed um, to Hove and to be able to be um, of that generation, um, you know, coming up inspired by that generation, the, the J's, the Nas's, the Bigs, the Pac's, the M's, but to also be an inspiration to, to the artists that he's been an inspiration to, like 21 Savage and, 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 and Jid and the artists on his yeah. label. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a testament to how, to how dope he is, um, to be able to be in both worlds and really like learn from, from the OGs, but also kind of be a mentor to the young cats as well. Um, another one that I really love, man, like I said, Chain and Day was amazing. I love Chain and yeah, Day. Chain Day is um, fire. That yeah. one, Chain and Day was super fire. Um, and then of course the usual suspects, you know, the no role models, um, the O3 adolescents. I love O3 adolescents. Yeah. Um, the wet dreams, all those joints were amazing. Um, so Cole, I could I could talk about Cole forever, man. But Cole is is truly one of those ones, man. He's he's again, like I say, he's one of the biggest artists, one of the top three artists in my generation, of course, absolutely without question. And so I'm I'm honored to be here talking about Cole, man. And, and I love I love what he's done. I love his contributions to the culture, not only as an artist but as a CEO of a label and as a producer as well, because I think he's an underrated producer also. So absolutely, absolutely not have said it any well than either one of you brothers just have um what his contributions are uh on the production side he has his own label we'll get to that here in a little bit but i'm gonna focus i want to go back in time to 2014 for seals drive and the reason why i want to do that you all is not only is that an exceptional hip-hop album is it showed just as a, as reed and mac were very well articulated that it showed that uh, I, I call it the the uh, the 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 time when Cole started to grow his hair out. Like Cole's like, oh, I ain't I ain't going down to the phase no more. I'm gonna grow my stuff out. I'm gonna be natural. And we saw a change in Cole and that album just top to bottom. I mean, when you put the first when the album first comes on, I think it's like a, a, a jazzy intro, I think to it in the very beginning. And then it goes into uh I don't know the the, the track listing off the top of my head and memorized, but what I would say is it takes you on the journey, man, all like all through his like his life, his first time having sex or wet dreams, uh, Taylor Two Cities. And then, you know, we talk, which has been made over freestyle a lot. Uh, Firing Squad. I love Centro Pay. Like, talk to me about Forest Hills Drive. Where does that rank you guys in your um, list of top? We'll say hip hop albums within this time period, and it's in between twenty nine. Uh, I'm sorry, between twenty ten and twenty nineteen. So I'll start with Mac Xavier first. Where you put that album at, Mac? In that in that regard, I would say probably the the best in J Cole's catalog is Forest Hills. Now, now that's coming from a fan that loves KOD. So I love KOD more than Forest Hills, but as a hip hop head, I understand as uh, objectively. It's a better album than 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 KOD. I just love KOD because I think it's the shit. But where do you rank uh Forest Hills, man, in 2010 to 2019? This man, it's it's up there, man. It's gotta be top five. It's gotta be top five. Okay. okay. It's gotta be top five. Like there's because it's as a body of work, like I like you said, there probably there might be there might be albums um that you might like better. In terms of in terms of the sound, in terms of the production or what have you, but as a body, as a complete body of work, man, like I don't I don't think you can find I don't think you can find five out five albums better. I really yeah. don't. I really don't like that that album. And like 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 we said to do it, like everybody's on the on the episode has been saying, man, to be able to do it and and have that much success with no features on it in an era where again. 
like features are are the are the predominant that was the predominant the predominant thing growing up in terms of, in terms of that era like who's on the song how many people before you even heard the song you check the track list to see um or even before you even before you listen to an album you check the track list to see who was on the album Word. And so for him to be able to to do to have the success that he had, like we said, that's his that's his highest selling album to date. And that song, that album has no features on no it. Features, Triple Platinum with no features. That's crazy. And that yeah. just that just shows you like how amazing that body of work was, man. From from like we said, to wet from wet dreams to a tale of two cities to GOMD to to Central Pay to No Role Models, man. That that album was 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 amazing. So it's got in my opinion, it's gotta be top five. Gotta be top five, no question. Max says top five. Reed, do you agree or disagree? We're talking about the time period of hip hop, but 2010 to 2019, all the great albums. That we have heard. Is it a top five album in your opinion? My opinion, I think he's top three. Mm, okay. Okay. I don't think I can find how what was yeah, I don't think I can find other than what we'll talk about next week, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody when you think about your life. Like, just think, like, how you guys live day through day and how maybe I live, like, the lifestyle that you live. I feel like Cole put his best into summing up kind of, like, how he grew. Mm-hmm. And what makes sense is he grew from his from his musical side into what that album is. He grew into – I think right now he's, on, he's, like, basically on the peak of his prime. Almost. Yeah. yeah. This album kind of like was a turning point for him in his career, musical career, but I feel like all the stories in here were a turning point in his life. Like yeah. summing it down. I think it's top three in this era. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think it's top ten album of all time. And rap and hip hop. I know people will get mad. I don't care. <laughs> if we're going off we're going off criteria. First, he has no features. Second, it's three times platinum. That is so hard to do, even with features. Mm-hmm. Third. I think at least half of these are produced by him. I might be wrong. If not, if not half, definitely all. He has a piece yeah. of all, most of the productions. That's that's big fact. Production credits also. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I believe this is his second or first or second album actually under Dreamville, like where he was running things. Yeah. Fifth, this is around the time when Drake was turning into a big star. Kendrick yeah. was already on his way, and he's com- if. I don't care what people say. He was com- he's competing. He might not think he is, but he's comp- people have him competing with them too. Yeah. But that album, I-, I hate I hate going on like Twitter and stuff and just like any social media outlet that know nothing about like the root of hip hop, what it takes to make an album like this. I hate when people are like, it's not a classic album. This is a classic yeah, album. Is, yeah. 100% sure. classic sure. album. And he, I, I think he has more than one. That's just me. But this is his pinnacle, I believe, for right now. Yeah. Now, who can say that's going to be the case when the fall-off comes? Because I heard, like, in the spiral thing, do you think the fall-off, he's been working on it for so long, you never right. know. Yeah. But this one, man, from – okay, I got the track list. From the intro off the bat, boom, crazy. January 28th, one of my favorite songs in my top ten of his catalog. Um, Wet Dreams, obviously, that's a – 
People won't say it's a banger. It's a banger. I don't like anthematic songs. I don't have party lists. I'm not the type of party dude. I'm the dude who likes to sit down and listen to music. And if it's if it's nice for the party, all right. I don't party a lot. I just like making music and talking like this with Rob and Mac. You know, two dudes who know the song. Salute, brother. Salute. That's what I'm saying. I just want to, with Wet Dreams, that's one of those ones where I could go to a party and do that, but I don't really care for it. But it's still a great song. Oh, three adolescents. Very Fire. introspective. Fire. Tale of Two Cities, he's talking his stuff. He's going about it the way he wants to go about it on a beat that I'm pretty sure he produced. Fire Squad. I love Amazing. that track. Fire. I love that track. That yeah. dude's going crazy. Uh, number seven, I think – I always say St. Tropez, but I, that's not what it is. <laughs> what did you guys say what it was? It was St. Tropez. St. Tropez. That's hard. G-O-N-D. I love that song. We already know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. No Role Models is one of my top five favorite songs of all time. Can't even say hello. It's all right. I mean, it's not crazy, but it it fits the story scheme. Apparently, it's very slept on. Very slept on. Um, One of my top five favorite songs of all time, along with that, is Love Yours. I forgot to talk about that verse. That whole verse is PG and then Note to Self. You go, that's 13 tracks by yourself. A lot of those you can play in your head and like you're taking a walk with your dog and be like, he's very introspective. And then you have some that you can take to a party and people know it. Like Wet Dreams and No Role Models. So it's kind of just like, how do you not say this isn't pinnacle hip hop rap history? When you look back on this generation, you're going to be like, okay. And then obviously you got the stuff with KOD, which I think KOD is slept on. I think Born Center is very slept on. Yeah. I think his the the ones before that and after that are slept on compared to this one. But this one stands the test of time still for me. And it's what 2014. It's been almost it's almost been a decade. So I almost, mean almost man. It's still since it. and like you mentioned, Reed, uh, I I think that's that is that is the his magnum opus in his catalog, but I still love KOD. I just love KOD. I'm just biased that way. But the last thing I want to mention about about uh, Cole, man, is Dreamville, man. So he had this idea, and I saw a couple of interviews with Cole early on. He was like, "Yo, I want to, I want to make my own record label. I want to do it my way. You know what I mean? I want to put people on that are talented." And Dreamville's probably got the best, I don't know, arsenal of artists probably across any other indie label that I, that I can think of right now. It's hot in my head. I mean, I mean, we're talking about Ari Lennox. We're talking about Boss. We're talking about Jid. Um, we're talking about um, what's the other one? Reed, you mentioned earlier the collective they have. Uh, oh, Earth Gang. Yeah, the, the, the Earth uh, Gang. Is like the, the, yeah. the, that collective is fire. So talk to me about Dreamville. This sweatshirt that I'm representing right now, Dreamville Records. Uh, I mean, it's just an opportunity for extraordinary talent to get out there in the mainstream. So talk to me about that entrepreneurial side of J. Cole. So we'll start with Reed first. We'll end with Mac. And then we'll close this thing out, man. Talk to us about Dreamville. Man, I do think other than TDE, they're the best hip-hop collectively record on the planet. Even if it's outer, if we're talking even outer space, there's life forms out there, they're they're in there. (laughs) They in there. But I do think right now, if anybody's been keeping up with Dreamville, and I know you guys probably have, their whole, everybody on their label is so good at what they do. Yeah. Like Ari, Ari Loki is a top three R&B artist on the planet right now. Big facts. Love Ari. JID, JID right now, like he, 
I hate to say it, but he's he's right there with Cole when it, in terms of rapping. Right. He's right there with Cole. He might not have the better catalog, and he might not have the better songs, but in terms of rapping, he's right there. And right. Cole even said in off D's, J.I.D., the closest thing to me, which I thought that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Lou, Lou, honestly, Lou reminds me a lot of Mac, too, because yeah. Lou's very introspective in what he does. Facts. And, yeah, and then Kaz. I mean, I took a liking to Kaz when he dropped um, – that song with um, Cole back in uh, Cole not very long ago, but it was Zendaya. I love that song. The way Kaz raps is kind of like how I almost how I write, kind of how I go about a song. Right. And then Earth Gang. I mean, they're like they're like the Outcast 2.0. They're from Atlanta, so I mean, they're from not? the ATL. That's facts, yeah. man. Like yeah. you can't you can't deny the 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 roster you put together. And Mac, you get the last word on this, man. Talk to me about Dreamville. How important, Mac, is Dreamville to hip-hop right now? How important is hip-hop to our culture? Man, they I – don't, I don't even know if you can really, like – I don't even know if you can really talk about it. Like, I don't, I don't even know if you can really – like, you – because anything you say, I think you can't overstate it. You know right. what I mean? Like, any, right. anything you say, like, it's un, – like, they're underrated. Like, anything you say, no matter what compliments you pay them, it's going to be underrated. Right. Um, in terms of in terms of the way a label should be built. Um, and it's like it's weird because Dreamville doesn't even really feel like a label. Right. To me. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like a group. of It's like a group of artists that got together and was like, we just want to do music. We're just going to do music together. And the only difference between us, the only thing that actually makes us a label is paperwork. That's it. We're just we're just a group of artists that got together and was like, hey, I love music. Hey, you love music. I'm good at it. You're good at it. Let's do it together. That's really what Dreamville. And it's more like it's more like a family than anything else. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. even with like, because and you saw it in the documentary, man, like the way they were able to come together and 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 do that whole that whole collaboration project, man. That was amazing. And you and that's like that's I don't think that's ever been done. That's right. At least in my lifetime, I yeah. don't think that's I don't think that's been done in my lifetime for them to get together and get a bunch of people, a bunch of amazing artists to come together and 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 get a studio and, and be able to to document that that journey and, and document the, the creation of that project, which is an amazing project, by the way. Um, that was that was that was crazy. Like that was crazy. So if I I put it like this. If I could sign to any label, Dreamville would probably be top two on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is it's either it's is is TDE, probably Dreamville, and then Strange Music. Like that's yeah. that's the list. That's the list right there for me. So um Dreamville is extremely important to, to the culture, man, because like like we said, like you said, Cole is is put on a lot of artists that are independent, like to Reed's point, like they're, they're independent and they might not have the, um, the, the, the buzz that they would have normally if it wasn't for Cole. So for Cole to be able to reach back, man, and, and to put, to put those artists on, um, going back to the middle child thing, for him to be able to be an OG and a mentor to those guys, man, um, and for them to be able to, to, to put together the collective that they have is, is, is nothing short of spectacular, man, for sure. I, I, I 100% agree with you, gentlemen. And, and, and I'm going to close this section out um, just thinking about Cole's impact on hip hop and the responsibility that we have as hip hop. And, and I'm bringing it up 1985 from, from KOD. And KOD on 1985, he talks about 
um, the stereotypical rapper, right? You know, the, the tattoos on your face and you wilding out and all that's good. Uh, but he said, I love to see a black man get paid regardless. You can do all those things. But haven't you uh, thought about your impact? I mean, like the way that he articulates that song, you know, whether he's throwing starts, uh, shots or darts, anybody or whatever, if the shoe fits, you know, you wear it. That's what he says on the song, you know what I mean, or about the song. So he didn't call anybody out. But it's just the way that we have a responsibility to the next generation. Like, look, this is not what we all look like. This is not what hip hop is about. Hip hop is a culture. Hip hop is a movement. And for you to have a young artist like, uh, read on here that is 21 years old that understands the fundamentals of, of those kinds of concepts to me is extraordinary and it speaks to the testament of time of how much hip-hop has grown and matured and this has been an excellent ride you all i, I really do appreciate you guys but we got to start winding things down man we could talk about coal all goddamn day man we don't have all day man we got things to do food to eat people to see and all that good stuff but however we have been dedicated all the season five ladies and gentlemen uh to the late great dante Wright, the life and memory of dante Wright, uh with the hands with the hands up don't shoot salute to his life and memory so gentlemen if you could join me with your hands up in the air one time i'm gonna say hands up you're gonna say don't shoot we're gonna repeat that chant three times to keep the life and memory alive for dante Wright and his family so one time hands up don't shoot hands up don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Rest in peace, Dante. Continue to watch over us, bless us, and all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States of America. We got to do better. We got to do better. All right. So, newcomer to the stage, Restock's first appearance on the DGA2 platform, brother, has been extraordinary. Listening to you and your hip hop mind, you're now going to challenge it again next week. So, you all get ready for that. We're going to bring Reed back. Uh, next week to talk about K Dot, but Reed, it is shout out time, man. Who are your shout outs going to, family? Ah, uh, man, I'm definitely shouting out all the dads out there who actually are in their children's lives, you know, making an impact with the young youth, everybody, everybody in their family, taking care of their family the way they need to be. I want to be a shout out to my fiance. If I couldn't do none of this without her, she allows me to do this stuff, the stuff that I love. Uh, my mom, my grandma, my aunt, my uncles. Um, my, my stepdad, my biological dad, everybody that has been in my life that allows me to get to this point, I'll forever be grateful for it. And shout out. I, I always told him I was going to do this to some, some guy, really one of my fans, shout out Kyle Waters. I mean, not Kyle Waters, but Kyle Waters slide, Kyle Hitchhiker, that dude, shout out to him. I always told him I'd do it. So Kyle Hitchhiker, <laughs> shout out to you. Word, man. Thank you, Reed. We appreciate you. Mac Xavier making his fourth appearance on the DK2 platform. He is an alumni. Who are your shout-outs going to, fam? Uh, man, shout-out to shout out to all the fathers out there, man. Shout-out to you, Rob. Um, right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate shout it. Shout-out to, shout to all the fathers out there, man. Happy Father's Day for all the fathers taking care of their kids. Um, sh happy Shout-out to all the, all, the, all the black people out there, man. Happy Juneteenth. Um, hope everybody stays safe out there. Um, Shout out to shout out to everybody celebrating our history, celebrating our culture. Um, shout out to hip hop, man. Shout out to all the hip hop fans out there. Um, we love y'all. We love talking hip hop. We love uh, I love being a part of a part of this podcast, um, being able to, to, to keep the culture alive and celebrate the culture and celebrate the people who contribute to this culture. Um, shout out to Reed, man. Welcome to the family, bro. Um, I look forward to seeing more of your work, hearing more of your work. 
Um, shout out to Rob, man. Shout out to you again for for keeping this for keeping this culture alive, man. With your podcast, um, you're doing a phenomenal job. I only see better things for you in your future, man. Um, shout out to my girl, um, without whom I couldn't I couldn't do this either. So she's been a big support for me as well. Um, and shout out, shout out again, like I said, man. Shout out to hip hop. Shout out to music, man. Shout out to music. I love music. I've always loved music. I'm extremely blessed to be able to do the music that I do, um, and and meet the people that I've met because of music. Without music, I don't think I would have met any of y'all um, or any of the beautiful people that I've met on my journey. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to music. Um, and I, I I love it, man. I love y'all. I'm happy to be a part of it, man. For real. Word, man. My shout-outs are short. Shout-out to Reed. Shout-out to Mac, for sure. Shout-out to Dion Brown, of course, my brother Dion uh, from DB Entertainment. Um, man, like, it's just been a humbling blessing watching season five start to come down to a close, man. Like, I just feel like, wow, man, we're at the end of a road, you know what I mean? Like, we talked about hip-hop since the 80s. Now we're in the 20-teens, and it's starting to wind down. Uh, so I'm getting a little, little emotional about it. But you know what? That's how it is sometimes, what a hip-hop does. Um, it gives you and pulls you in so many different directions. So shout out to you two gentlemen for spending time on a Sunday hanging out with me. Shout out to my family. Shout out to Jess, Miss Connected Dots, of course, who makes all things happen behind the scenes. Shout out to my kids, man. Uh, you know, of course, I won't be a father without my kids. Shout out to my grandkids. Shout out to my dad, who's a big J. Cole fan also, uh, and show me what it takes to be a man. Uh, how to raise a family correctly and do the best that he can. So shout out to my dad for sure. Having a conversation with him today. But that is all that we have this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to bring Reed back. And we're also going to bring back uh, the hip-hop connoisseur himself, Mr. Chuck Platinum, is coming back next week. We're talking about J. Cole. Oh, not J. Cole. Kendrick and Lamar, K-Dot. I was thinking K-Dot. I was thinking J. Cole, man. I got my acronyms mixed up and everything. So y'all know my slogan, man. Stay safe. Stay humble. Stay hip-hop. One double zero, man. Peace.